When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Get Lit with Becky Rabin podcast. I am your host, Becky, and this is your high vibe weekly dose of inspiration, motivation, and empowerment to help you shush your inner critic, break through your limiting beliefs, build up your self-worth, get out of your own way, and fearlessly step into your power. This podcast has been created to help you build a life that you love and a mindset that will take you places giving you the confidence and drive to live your most lit up life through this podcast we hope to give you actionable tools to take away and tips that will show you the way to turning your dreams into reality and becoming the best version of yourself this is for the dreamer the believer the go-getter and the inspired it's time to get lit Episode 29, six steps to overcoming insecurity and anxiousness in relationships to instead feel irreplaceable with self-esteem and relationship coach Carly Ann. Carly Ann is known as a self-esteem and relationship coach who is on a mission to help as many women as she can go from feeling insecure and anxiously attached in relationships to becoming truly irreplaceable. Carly Ann is determined to put an end to women feeling too much, crazy and needy by giving them the inside scoop on why love can make you feel that way and provide you with what it truly takes to build your self-worth. Using her background in psychology and her own personal experience, Carly Ann can help you quit repeating the same toxic patterns in love so that you can feel complete by yourself, excited about your love life and hopeful that your dream relationship is just around the corner. In this episode, I sit down and speak to Carly and we delve deeply into what it truly takes to feel secure and content in a healthy relationship. We discuss attachment styles, ghosting, what it truly is that makes us feel insecure, why we repeat toxic behavioral patterns in relationships and overcoming the fears of being single. And then Carly shares her six steps to feeling more secure in a relationship. I hope you enjoy this episode and I can't wait for you to hear what you think. Hi Carly. Hi. Hello, welcome to the Get Lit podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for being here today. This is another lovely one for me because Carly is actually a client of mine that I have the honor of working with um, and she is one of the most amazing coaches and the work that she does is just phenomenal with women and helping them go from being insecure, um, anxious, attached to really feeling that 
confident, secure self and like really truly finding who they are and what it really means to become irreplaceable. So I am so excited to talk to you today because I think this is a big theme of what's gone on in my own personal life, um, but also what I talk to a lot of women about. Um, I get a lot of DMs um, and I obviously do my weekly Q&A and on my weekly Q&A I would say 70% of the questions are all surrounding relationships, insecurity, not being able to communicate, mm -hmm. not feeling like they're enough, not being able to get over the guy and get over the ex and let, let people go and I think that that is what your like key work is and what you focus on the most so we're gonna really deep dive into some of those I guess ways that you help your clients kind of overcome insecurities and these anxious attachments, talk a little bit about them as well. Um, I know you've obviously recently just launched your eight week program, which is Becoming Irreplaceable, which is amazing, um, where you help women break up with toxic relationship patterns that mm -hmm. go of like, who no longer serves them so that they can truly find the love of their life. And we're gonna talk a little bit about your unique method that you have a little bit later on. But I guess, firstly, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your relationship story is and like how you ended up here doing what you're doing and really dedicating your work to women in relationships or even just relationships with themselves but like that topic area mm -hmm. I think just even hearing you say all that one of the things I hear the most from people is just how much I've literally been through it everything you just described from the insecurity the, the anxious attachments not feeling good enough just all of it and for me definitely now looking back I know that it goes all the way back to my childhood um I'll talk about this actually later when it comes to sort of like talk, owning my childhood owning my you know story where I've come from but the thing for me is there was pretty much everything that a child is you know, should not go through. Yeah. Um, from abuse, substance misuse, violence, parents coming, going, going into care, mental health, you name it, like everything. Mm. And at the time, I had no idea. You yeah. know, it was normal. It's just normal. And you just get on with it. And I was like fiercely protective. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you you love your parents so what uh, so much unconditionally no matter what and so I just remember thinking that was really normal and not really knowing what was happening and one of the things that I became so so skilled at at that time was pretending that it was normal you know whether that was to professionals or teachers or friends or other family members or whoever it might be it was constantly pretending like that everything's okay and so that really went with me kind of forever really yeah. like I would say even until these debt this like today I still have that about me yeah but I will describe later where I've got a bit better with that but relationship wise I think one of the things that's really key to say as well is because of that background that I had it was often expected that I might go down a similar route or not me, but children like me might go down that same kind of route, uh, me, my sister, and you know everyone else that's had that sort of background. And so because I didn't, it was almost like, well, I've won. You know, I'm, I'm good, I'm doing well, I'm strong. Like, there's no problems. I went to uni, I did well at like, work, worked in substance misuse and psychology, did kind of everything. You know, typically I ended up working in mental health and substance misuse, which yeah. I think 
quite kind of predictable really, um, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, and I, oh, my relationship patterns, like just spent my twenties, like just drinking, getting drunk all the time, chasing guys. Like it was, when I look back now, I'm like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. But do you know what it was? Because there was this idea of girls being crazy yeah. and mad and chasing and, and needy. I didn't realize I had all of these attachment issues. Yeah. I, from my childhood, I was fine. And actually there was all of this going on. Um, then in my later twenties, I settled into a relationship and I quite literally mean settled. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay, I was happy enough. I was doing well at work. I realized now because I'm so, I've done so much work. I'm so happy now. I was so miserable. Like Becky's so yeah. miserable. I realized now settling, telling my friends as soon as I had a drink, I don't think I want to be in this relationship, but there's no way I would, I would have married this guy if he'd asked me. Yeah. Because the thought of being on my own terrified me terrified me and so luckily he obviously felt the same <laughs> damn and ended it when I was like 29 and I already so as part as far as being a coach and well-being and stuff like that I was already like doing that for other people yeah perfect could do that so luckily I already understood a lot about positive psychology and happiness and mental health so when I got out of this relationship and I was happier I was like oh my god like what else yeah have I been what other fears have I been believing yeah. And then I carried on dating and it was an absolute nightmare. Unavailable guys settling, chasing the same patterns as my early 20s. And then at some point I was like, something isn't right here. And that's where all the attachment, the anxious attachment work, I started learning about that, started having my own therapy, started doing everything I was doing for other people at work throughout my whole 20s. Yeah. And I was really lucky that at the same time I was um, started working, doing cognitive behavioral therapy, yeah. uh, training, and um, I got put doing a self-esteem workshop, delivering that. So oh, I don't know my worth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it all, but it, think, it stems all the way back to that and just covering it all up. And I think everything you've said there is probably incredibly relatable to pretty much every woman listening to this. I think that's what mm. most people don't realize is they think they're alone when they're in it or they're anxious or they're attached or they're feeling insecure or they feel too needy or they feel too crazy. You know, yeah. all of the things you just said. And why do I keep attaching to the same guy? Why does the same guy keep coming up in my life? And they're things that I can completely relate to. And I've always been very open on my channels about what I've been through with relationships but mm -hmm. uh, they are the things that I guess I see amongst many of the women that DM me is like am I crazy and this fear of being alone um, and quite often they let that fear of being alone override what they're feeling in that moment they attach their heartbreak to the, the guy being gone or I've got to keep with the guy or I can't believe he's left me because there's this impending fear of now what now what I'm on my own and so I guess there's so much to your work in terms of helping women mm -hmm. become okay with being on their own right through to how to releasing those attachment issues what are the common things that you tend to work with your clients on and what you see um, as their biggest issues and fears and like challenges that they, they come up with when it comes to relationships and themselves, like a toxic behavioral patterns. What are those kind of like key like pain points as such like that you see amongst your clients? Yeah, it's definitely different, depending, different but similar, right? Um, depending on if they're in a relationship or not, like in terms of like the presenting 
issue is maybe different, the presenting problem, but what's actually happening is, is very similar. Um, but typically what I'm really seeing a lot at the moment is just the struggling around being single. That's a really common trait for people who are insecure though. Like a secure yeah. person tends to not mind being single. Um, Before you go any further, what defines insecure and secure? So how can someone like differentiate if they are someone who is feeling insecure or if they are quite secure in themselves? Yeah, and you know, I get asked that all the time because obviously you know that I'm um, big like working on attachment styles, attachment theory. Um, and basically it can be hard to be able to tell the difference and that's what people want to know straight away like how do you know but really what you are looking at is your relationship with intimacy your relationship with also being separated from people do you perceive everything to be a threat to your relationship and to be rejection and if you're you know just any kind of separation means that someone doesn't love you as much or like you as much or not being as good enough <laughs> exactly and it's just recognizing that in yourself yeah. like someone who's typically and of course i'm generalizing um yeah. and, and it can go across the scale but typically someone who's secure if you want to take a day out with your friends or have a bit of a, a, a probably not the best words to use, but a bit of a break for the day, just yeah. for the day, um, then that's going to be okay. Like a secure person isn't thinking, oh, right, well, they don't love me. That's it. It's over. My, you know, and get really basically insecure about being left and abandoned. Yeah. Perceiving everything to mean that. And I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later, but that fear of being abandoned and rejected quite often what I noticed in, in my own behavior, but also with the girls that I would speak to in any of my DMs or Q and A's is that it's not really about that situation ever. Is it that abandonment fear or that rejection fear? It's about what's been going on before or what they've been through previously. Right. Always. And actually I think just a key point, although we've not really touched on the different types of attachment styles, but a lot of people will think, um, what if I'm someone who's quite avoidant and it's, it's actually people getting too close that scares me. It's still the same fears. Yeah. It is still that fear of abandonment. And so it's almost, let me keep you at arm's length. Wow. Um, but it's always, I say always, let's say, you know, there's always a bit of space, but nine times out of 10, it is, this isn't the heartbreak it's about and I actually had a um, client just this week where she was talking about how brokenhearted she I'm sure she won't mind me saying this but uh, how brokenhearted she is at the moment about this situation and I just said to her you're not as brokenhearted about this as you think you are um, and sort of explained that actually there's an original heartbreak here yeah until we heal that this is going to keep happening and that was one of her biggest breakthroughs and biggest takeaways that she's had yeah. um i've had the exact same breakthrough you know really interesting point like even a situation for myself not too long ago um and i was like hysterically crying on the phone to her and she was like listen i love you but hysterical crying is historical it's never right now like this is years of stuff and then i woke up the next day and i felt fine and i realized it wasn't about that situation or that mm -hmm. particular guy it was years of wounds that were still kind of impending within me and i think that even there'll be women here who listen to that and go oh like they, mm -hmm. they don't when you're in the midst of it it's so hard if you're in the midst of that heartbreak and that worry of like do they love me do they not are they into me are they not and you're like that rush of emotion that you feel in that instant moment you can attach it so you mentioned attachment styles there i think it's really important for us to kind of talk about that when you see someone coming to you 
with these like i mean you would i mean continue talking about the issues that you generally see so the insecurity and the security where does attachment styles come into this i like this is partly personal opinion but i honestly think it just comes in across the board there's always um couples who can sort of bypass this and we'll, we'll all know someone who um yeah it's sort of just like happily married and didn't have to think too much about their attachment styles and things yeah. like that but actually the secure style there's more people and i always think this is a really good point for especially insecure women to remember there's more secure people out there than avoidant and insecure like or and um, anxious there's more secure people out there. And I always think that's really reassuring because everyone thinks that there's no good ones left and it's going to yeah. run out and things like that. So what so, are these different attachment styles when you say insecure yeah. and attached? What does that actually mean? Yeah, so you're looking at, it depends on where you, you go. Some will say there's three, some there's, will say there's four, but the, the three key ones are secure. Um, like I say, they're fine with separation, fine with being together, fine with being single, bit happy to be in a relationship um don't think you're crazy all of those kind of things um avoidant typically um they will just see relationships and commitment as being uh threatening their time threatening their space and things like that and you know and taking away their independence um that said though they can still get very very close very very quickly and then change their mind very very quickly um <laughs> yeah those ones and um they're the ones that you know i really fell for a lot um, <laughs> and then um yeah anxious attachment which is definitely where i fall into especially um in relation when i'm in a relationship um is that yeah just perceiving everything as a threat to rejection and abandonment and i'm wanting to keep them really really close so how does that show up for someone if someone's listening to this being like well i think i might be anxiously attached what are the general behaviors when you're anxiously attached to someone so if you're in a relationship um and you're constantly what what does it look like if you're anxiously attached well unfortunately a lot of the time you're very attracted to avoidance <laughs> there's right. a real dance and a real attraction between avoidance and anxiously attached it's like attached to the like non-committing guy yeah mm. yeah i should say that yeah yeah exactly yeah. The, the sort of emotionally unavailable uh, person um, although obviously getting deeper, everyone that you're all sort of insecure, emotionally unavailable anyway. Um, like if you're going for someone who is emotionally unavailable, then you must be emotionally unavailable as well. And that's some of the work that we really have to do because, do you know, a lot of the time, uh, people will say, oh, bit, he's a narcissist. I've been with a narcissist. And it's like, I don't think a lot of the time it was a narcissist. Um, yeah. someone who, um, is emotionally unavailable as much as, anyone who's insecure is and that's the work that needs to be done um but yeah so the other th what you're really looking at is there's what we call protest behaviors so as soon as your attachment style so as soon as you feel a threat to your relationship so that one thing about anxious atta anxiously attached women or men there's, there is there does tend to be more women than men that are anxiously attached um is that you're very, very in tune to any slight change in your relationship. And obviously, as soon as, so in some ways that can be a good thing, right? You, you're really 
hyper alert to change and what's going on but actually to be able to then pause and wait for things to play out can be really really difficult because you have noticed that shift um and you're ready to jump on it but the thing is if you're anxiously attached as soon as you feel that all your stuff gets touched that's your old wounds and unfortunately your behaviors and your coping strategies this is where the sort of crazy needy idea comes from because i'm not justifying these behaviors and i never will even with my clients i don't justify the behaviors i don't justify the way that i behaved or the things i've done in those moments when you're texting incessantly shouting screaming like you say crying um whatever it might be to try and get that person back because all you're doing in that yeah all you want and your emotions have taken over. There's no logical thinking in those moments. Your only job is survival. And in that moment for you, it's to get this person back close. Yeah. And you do anything. And then you come back down to earth and you're like, oh, what's just happened? Yeah. And you feel guilty. And, yeah. and it's- so, I mean, I've got to be honest, like I can totally relate to everything you just said there. I think I've done a lot of work around it and I'm, I'm nowhere near as bad as I used to be. But I mean, when I look back at some of my old relationships, it was like I had this impending, this like feeling, which was like, if I don't deal with this now, 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 and then boom, I'd just go mental at them or I'd lose my shit or I'd like, you know, break down and it was like almost like a fix and I was like oh, I feel better now and then I'd be like, oh my god that was just I was just that was just really crazy and then I feel really like hang on a minute I really could have handled that very differently and you kind of come back to your senses so that I really resonate with that um for me that what you just said there with the change I noticed the tiniest change in someone's behavior if they are upset one day and they could be upset about a, a rubbish day at work I will make that about, are you upset with me? Have you changed with me? Why have things changed? And that's something I actually went through quite recently where I was like, you changed, like you're very different to how you were last week. And they were like, it's no reflection of you. I've just like had a busy week. And I'm like, no, because it's just after this and you can't let it go. So for someone who is in that situation, how, what is that deep rooted, like deep healing work that needs to be done? Do you know what? I do think like first things first, it is, and I know this now at the time, um, cause I would really say it's only been, I was doing some of the work when I was in a relationship. I was very aware um, that I would get triggered the way that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I really only realized it was attachment issues like three years ago. Um, but for me, the first thing is pretty much what we're doing acknowledge that this is not you you are not broken you are not crazy you are not needy um, or too needy it's that you this is your definition of love Mm. and you have learned that you need to keep this person close because otherwise you're going to be abandoned or otherwise it's going to leave Um, and that's for me the first thing is to normalize it not to minimize it like i said not to justify it i'm really clear on that um but you've got to normalize it to start off with um, because that feeling that you're crazy makes you keep it, you know, the shame. So um, the, um, the shame around um, being crazy and being needy and all of that, that's a real problem because you keep it quiet. You keep it a secret and then you're not going to change. You know, you're not going to do the work that it requires because you're like, Oh, I don't want to tell anyone. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. But then, when it's so deep rooted, like 
I, I think there was a lot of these women that I talked to, it's obviously years and years of work, like work, it's family stuff, it's old childhood stuff. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But like, for me, yeah. you know, I'm someone that I feel like I've done a hell of a lot of work from on myself. And then when you're in that moment, you know, I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, I actually wasn't like really that hurt. It was just, I was a little bit worried for a minute and now I'm fine. How can someone pull themselves out of that moment when they're in it? Is it just bringing an awareness to it? Do you ever become truly free from that anxious attachment style or is it something you have to manage? I have come to the decision that, well, not the decision, at the moment, I feel like it's something that I always have to look after and always yeah. have to, because essentially what you're doing anyway is learning how to self-soothe, learning how to parent yourself, teaching yourself uh, the skills, because this is coming from usually childhood where when you were distressed or when you, you know, your needs weren't being met you weren't shown how to love yourself. You weren't shown that kind of unconditional love. So as soon as you experience that now, we go back into that situation where we've got to stop it happening. Let me change yeah. the past. So what you've got to learn to do is be able to self-soothe and really care for yourself in that moment. And then what I would say is, I don't, I don't know for sure whether it's something that is going to be here forever, because what I do know is I'm not completely out of it. Yeah. I know that, but I do know that the way that I manage my emotions now and the way that I am with guys now is completely different to even six months ago, even a year ago, certainly three years ago, I would have dreamt of being where I am now, the way that I can manage my emotions. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And so for that girl that worries about being needy, right? And she worries about being too much for someone. One of the biggest things I think a lot of my friends, are, you know, I was like that. And a lot of people I've spoken to is this fear of being too much, being too yeah. much, eating too much. And um, a, a good friend of mine and a mentor of mine said to me once, you know, listen, you're never going to be free from this. You, your dad died on you before you were born. This is going to be something that is going to sit within your heart for, for a long, for, you know, in some capacity forever. But you need to be able to communicate that with the guy that you you date you know look listen that's time i might freak out and i might need to just be like hey i'm here for you i love you and i need you and yeah. part of that was like oh that's a really in, in, interesting insight and then part of me was like 
but then we're told so often that you're not expected to need or expect anything of people and i can imagine a lot of women might go you know yes i'd love to be able to communicate that with a guy but is that going to make them run a a mile and is that something we should expect them to be able to deal with or is that something that you know the right guy will be able to take what I, i don't know if you have the answer to that but for someone that's thinking you know if this is something I need, is this something I need to communicate with a partner or a guy that I'm deep dating early on, or do I just try my best to hide it? So I think I'm sort of seeing two separate things. If you think about, you know, the situation, the trauma with losing your dad, you're going to communicate that anyway, right? You're going to communicate that in any secure person, because ultimately that's what we want, right? We want to be in a relationship with a secure person they are going to respond to that and know that that's going to impact any human being. Yeah. A secure person, believe it or not, doesn't tend to run from an anxious woman, doesn't tend to, and that's how, that's the difference. They say that you're, I, I have read this in a book called Attach, which is an amazing book on attachments. Um, you're as needy as your unmet needs. And so often if you're becoming needy or whatever it is that what we're going to call it if we're going to call it crazy and things like that um and you are able to explain to a guy hopefully the two of you can work together you can um there's something there's a name for it when you can um basically learn to be more secure and it works with anxious and secure attachments together um but it totally works and a secure person is going to love you accept you speak you know accept that vulnerability they're not going to let you walk all over them and and they're still going to have boundaries but then you're going to be able to meet that boundary too and that's going to work for you because you need that but an anxious uh, sorry someone who's like emotionally unavailable or avoidant that's the person who's going to tell you that you're crazy too much can't handle it that this is taking my time and actually that's why it's so important at the beginning to ask these questions to have those conversations because the response you get that's how you know what you're dealing with and who you're dealing with and how much of because you mentioned a little bit earlier about the mirror of what you're getting so if someone is insecure and um you know anxious are they going to be attracting insecure and anxious men so where does the work really need to come in to be able to attract that secure committed partner who can have those conversations with you you have to open your eyes and see them and rewrite the stories that they're boring and not interesting and dull um because that's the problem because they're all around you um but we've got stories that they're just the nice guy and they're boring and they're they're this and we'll never fancy them and actually that's where there's such a distorted view of love yeah such a distorted view for me that i say this all the time that chemistry the hot and cold you know if you think if you if you think back to my childhood um very hot and cold my parents um basically sometimes i didn't know if i was ever going to see them again yeah wow and so that hot and cold very familiar that's love because one thing i will say about my childhood i was always told i was loved i never thought i wasn't loved which means that that behavior you know the way that love was love so that's think- really interesting. That's really interesting actually having the conversation in general around what do you really 
define as love what does love mean to you? because even you just saying there in that moment i've done so much work around this but even you just saying that it was very hot and cold my mum was very hot and cold with me she always told me i was loved so i yeah. learned that hot and cold meant love and i attracted hot and cold guys yeah. i actually read something really um powerful once that literally hit me in my heart so deep it was um a course of miracles um the like dummy version and they talk about holy love and um sacred love i can't remember holy love and uh intense love or whatever it is i think it's sacred love and intense love and that so many of us define love to be in it has to have be intense and passionate and up and down and but i mm -hmm. love him so much and i'm so crazy about him and actually when i thought at that time i was like oh my god all my relationships have been very like but i was so attracted to him i fancied him so much there was so much passion there it was so up and it was so down and it, that's what love is love means like fighting and it means like you've got to fight for each other and she talks about holy love just being it's just your best mate you're at home it just yes. happens you feel very comfortable you feel at ease there's no drama and I was like wow my whole definition of love is actually very incorrect and I feel like the movies give us that and all the stories that so many people attach to love make us believe I read a post even the other week someone put up and she was like listen guys the things I'm learning about love and she noted so many really cool points and then she went and it's nothing like the movies like that that fairy tale is not there it sets us up for the mm. fail and it was really interesting yeah, and I think you also, I was thinking about this because it's disappointing that it's not the movies. It is disappointing. And again, I think just own that it's disappointing. And here's the way I think about it. That intense, intense chemistry that now I realise um, it's just like quite a negative anxiety that I would experience that I thought was love. Um, I've had it. Do I? How many times do I need that? Yeah. Because that, that is never going to equal a real love it's not certainly in my situation i can have that again and again but it's not going to go the, you know the long term it's never going to turn into that because it comes from people that aren't going to commit going to commit yeah i think that's so powerful to like redefine almost love what it really 100%. one more thing i want to talk about before we go on to you sharing your like six steps i guess to like okay. overcoming this insecure like pattern that we've been talking about and these toxic behaviors and i think this is a really important thing to know is something i get asked a lot and i imagine this is something a lot of your clients struggle with is the repeating pattern so calling yeah. it same um i remember someone told me to do some work once on my relationships and i noticed that every guy was the same it ended the same started the same and they literally were the same human being and like it's interesting but why is that why do people repeat the same relationship patterns so for any of our listeners out there who are like but i always attract the same guy or i always attract you know it always ends the same starts the same finishes the same and that like why is that we like familiar we're come even when it's like heartbreaking every time and anxiety provoking and stressful and it's not leading you to where you, the relationship you want, it's familiar. And that is ultimately what we want, right? We love the familiar, we love the safety zone. That's it. Yeah, and we can apply this to anything, right? We can apply it to business, you can apply it to your relationships. But that is what it is. You know it, you know it so well, you know this person. You know, yeah. they say about chemistry a lot of the time. Um, we find it really exciting but actually it's a warning sign because usually that chemistry is that you've met this person before just in a different suit wow you've met them before, you know them and that's what that that all the chemicals being produced is because you've met this person you're meeting someone so familiar 
that is so interesting mm -hmm. that, that chemistry is because a whole high you're the same guys before you're just doing the same thing again you're just dressed differently that is yeah you know, i think it's so easy to compartmentalize when you're like yes in business you know you're stuck in that comfort zone that's why because that's all you think you're worthy of having and i know self-worth is a lot of the work that you do so you're you have your own unique method the secure method which is part of what i know makes up your eight-week program yeah um, and there's six pillars within that on how someone can truly like overcome this insecurity like looking you know i guess all the things we've kind of mentioned and more the gaslighting the neediness yeah. all of those kind of typical behaviors that we feel what do they look like what are those things that can really help us go from this insecure place to feeling really secure and that you know i love that you've used the word irreplaceable because it's what every yeah. is doing, right 100 percent. and i want to like be irreplaceable, think like I'm irreplaceable, feel like I'm irreplaceable. And that does mean whether or not someone that you've dated is with another person or not, whether they pitch you, because that's ultimately another reason we repeat these patterns because yeah, we want to be picked. Want to be picked. Yeah, you're still irreplaceable. And I, yeah, like you said, those, those six steps. So the first one I've really sort of touched on, and it is that idea of sharing and owning your story because you've got to release that shame, that pain, um, and accept you're insecure. You know, I was laughing in one of my free workshops the other day because I'm like flying the flag for like, you know, insecure women. Like, <laughs> let's not be so ashamed of it anymore. Yeah. Let's speak up about it and then support each other because it's really hard when you're in it and it's really lonely, especially if you think all of your friends are secure and married you know but actually the majority of women out there let's be honest everyone's and i also think you know what we've got to give a little bit of love to the guys here sure. there have been many guys that i have dated that when i've pulled myself away from it that they've just gone listen i'm just actually you know when they've finally come around and given me what i needed it was 10 months too late they're insecure and actually i think there's not enough yes work out there or knowledge out there about men who have been through yes. their own drama and trauma too and their own relationship issues and their own parenthood problems and if they're allowed to be just as insecure as we are yet we we bash them for being assholes and non-committal and emotionally unavailable but they're just as insecure yeah it's so interesting you say that there's actually a whole module on this like who are you attracted to and why and it is about the different types of emotionally unavailable guys um and and women but you know i would be surprised if you could go through any of my work and find me bashing them uh, yeah. for that very very reason yeah. i'm very clear that i'm compassionate towards them yeah, I, I love men Gotta love sure. them. they've been through the same stuff as us and actually 100%. the biggest the most powerful thing for me in my healing was taking responsibility for my behavior yeah. so you know that guy not keep coming back in to hurt you you keep yeah. letting him back in mm -hmm. that's what changed everything for me when i was like there's a common theme here yeah sure amazing so sharing your own story and owning yeah. it so this is obviously looking at my uh, secure formula so e i'm looking at empowering your inner child yeah. so this for me is really like we've said it's pretty much everything we've spoken about is identifying that original heartbreak yeah. healing the old wounds just giving giving her like the love that she didn't have soothing her parenting her and you don't have to go as deep as people might make it seem in these yeah. stages you don't have to go super super deep into the pain um but you do need to um go and reassure her and it has to be from you that's why we if we want to stop seeking outside validation it has to be from you yeah you know so um powerful. so so powerful yeah 
Then we are looking at challenging your negative beliefs, identifying the core fears, the core beliefs that you hold, again, usually from the past. Um, I'm working with people here where it's even just beliefs around being single, beliefs around having to be in a relationship, beliefs around, you know, the, like we said about the secure guy. And it's just really rewriting those stories, affirming your true self-worth um, and just really just challenging them and getting hope, like learning to think in a more hopeful, positive, optimistic way. Why not? Because I also feel like the moment you do that, you save yourself a little bit. Like, uh, you know, I've done a lot around forgiveness recently. I think because of, of all the, the, you know, the when we go through these things, it's very easy for us to put the blame on everyone else and hate them for it because it's much easier to walk away with anger than it is to be like, you know what, fair enough. We always want to pass the blame, right? And um, what you just said there about challenging your negative beliefs and like, I guess, reframing them is like, I always instantly feel the moment that I come out of a situation and I instantly am like, oh, he did this, he did this. The moment I find compassion for him in some manner as to, well, what's he been through? What's, what tools does he have? It instantly just makes me feel better about this. It doesn't change that he's not the right guy but it instantly changes my feelings towards the situation. It's like a healing tool, right? Yeah. And if you are, if you're a single woman and you're out there dating, the risk of experiencing hurt and pain is really high. That's part of the risk we're taking. Yeah. Um, so got to have the, got to have the right mindset. You know, if your self-worth is on the floor and you're out there dating, they're not a good mix. Yeah. Until you find your right guy, that well, they're not going to work out, are they? Until you find right. out the right guy. So you're going to keep kissing frogs and, and meeting people where it doesn't work out. And if you take that personally every single time, you're in for a really, really tough time. Yeah, no, that's really powerful. And I know that's going to resonate with so many women because I think they, a lot of people put so many pins and hopes and expectations. And I did for a long time. Every date I went on, is he going to be my guy? Not, am I just going to enjoy myself tonight and have fun and be flirty? And is he going to be my married person? Or, or could I just have a really nice couple of months of dating this person? You know, mm -hmm. and there is a lot of that out there. I think in the industry, a lot of coaches being like, you know, don't settle, wait until the right guy comes. If you want a relationship, don't just date people. Why do you want that? And actually, isn't there a lot to be said about, isn't every experience meant to be there? in some capacity for you for a lesson in any way. Exactly. And, you know, I think I put a post up about this this week, but like you keep repeating the same patterns until you learn that lesson. Yeah. Um, but you can't, it's like people, the red flag thing, people want to know exactly what red flags to look out for on the first date, but you're not going to enjoy the date if you're just looking for red flags. Yeah. You, so know, you, you just keep your eyes open and you don't get into a fantasy world too soon. Um, and that's what all of this is about as well, you know, making sure you're not living in a fantasy, yeah. you know, you've not even had one date and you're married to them. Yeah. Of course you're going to end up hurt with that because you've had to just go through a divorce. You've not been on your first date. You know? <laughs> like, so powerful. Yeah. So, so powerful. So challenging your negative beliefs, then what's the you? Uh, understanding neediness and managing your emotions. So this is exactly what you were talking about. This is the number one thing that people come to me for. Um, yeah. Like if you're really, really in it, like this is when you do those, this is when you do the things where you then come back to earth, down to earth and think, why did I send all of those texts? Why did I do that embarrassing thing? I've got no dignity left. It's all of those things. So it's understanding it, it's managing it, it's releasing some of the shame around what you've done in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and then learning how to 
regulate your emotions so that you can bring yourself back down to earth without doing x y and z to try and get that person to come back amazing so powerful yeah i I resonate with everything and i'm really so certain that everyone listening if they are the people that speak to me and my tms all the time are going to be like okay yes um and then the next step uh reclaiming your confidence okay um I would say this one is like, get lit. Yes. (laughs) It really is. It's just getting out there, taking those leaps into the unknown um, that are aligned with your values, your needs, your desires, and just creating that life that you love so much and not letting those beliefs hold you back anymore. And it's taking risks and it's just, you know, that's how you build your confidence. You've got to create that part of it. Otherwise, You've got to love your life as an individual and then someone comes in to compliment it and yeah. that's it. And when you build that life for yourself, you are not going to let someone just come in and take your happiness so easily. Yeah. Because it's, you're, so that's, you're in control, right? Of your own yeah. life and your own happiness. You're not waiting for them to do it all for you, right? Exactly. So that one with all of these others like sort of together, they're, they're like the perfect puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've almost, you, you can't just have the career and all of that without the others which i think a lot of people you know do do you know they think if they're gonna fulfill their careers and do all of that work around themselves that the rest of it won't matter the other work doesn't matter and i think it's so amazing now to see this community and and all women to really understand that you know it's time for me to face my stuff it's you know how many more of these relationships can i get into or how many more times can i sit back and not launch my business Mm -hmm. work around what's stopping me from doing it and unfortunately we can't access those places of happiness and amazingness without doing the sticky work before right exactly and here's the thing as well um a lot of um women or people who are insecure and anxious they um they are really high functioning at work they have got a great group of friends um everything does seem normal they have got a smile on their face um but this is all still happening and we're not talking about it like why we're just accepting that we're needy and crazy yeah really needs to be more conversation around this mm-hmm. and, and understanding and education I think for both yeah. men and women around the fact that life isn't as easy as just all and you know so easy for people to say you know when you find the right guy it'll just be easy none of these problems present. <laughs> and it's like will they not I'm not sure yeah. about that is that easy is that what we're looking for I don't know I don't know so then your last point what's that one then the E Yes, it's embodying like that most secure version of yourself that you've now learned how to be. Um, Like we said, it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel these ways, but you can manage it, you can make decisions and you're embodying it. You're, You're doing the things and being the person who is secure, like the way that a secure woman behaves, feels and acts because it's so, one of the things that I think I didn't really touch on, but it's really common to really struggle with your mood with an insecure attachment style like you might have really low days struggle especially sort of like you hear it in the mornings like I hear a lot um to sort of get yourself going so you've got to be embodying it you've got to know what you need to do to show up to speak up to say no to ask the hard questions to walk away um to get up and exercise when you say you're going to and know how to be that secure version of yourself and then be her yeah they're really powerful tools. And I guess, you know, we could talk for hours about no. 
gaslighting, commitment issues, yeah. unavailable men, and I'm sure there'll be many, many more. But in terms of your eight-week program, how do you help women who have faced or experienced any of this kind of trauma or insecurity, these anxious attachments? What does your what is your program designed to do? What what does it look like? Yeah, it's pretty much it's all based on that that secure formula. Yeah. Um, it's eight weeks. I, mean, I keep saying it's eight. It's ten because it's got two bonus weeks because there's this whole part around. I just want women to know that they're not alone. I want them to come into this space. I want them to share the crazy things that they've done and that we've done so that they can first start by knowing, hey, I'm not broken. Yeah. And then they need to really go through these steps of how they got here and to get really clear. So there's going to be um, you know, exercises, psychological tools, strategies, just learning around their own story, how they got here, normalizing it, not judging themselves anymore. And then probably one of the most important things around just starting to really build their self-worth from within, loving themselves from the inside out, because I want them to live a life where they are allowed. Of course, we want healthy, happy relationships and you can desire that and long for that, but it's not your whole life. And that's what I want them to get from this program, because at the moment, even if they are functioning well at work, even if they are walking around with a smile on their face, it's all constantly with this thought of how can I get him back? How can I make him see me? How can I get him yeah. to notice? Constantly there at the back of their minds. And I, they are just so much more than that. Every woman is, including us. And so this space, they, I want them to walk away knowing that and just with the confidence to ask where they stand if they want to know where they yeah. stand. Uh, it's so scary to do that though, isn't it? It takes a lot of confidence. That. Ultimately, you're scared of the outcome and that you just prolong yeah. the process. But I think what you said there is... is you know incredibly powerful and the work that you are doing for women is amazing and there needs to be more of it and i think actually more women need to take responsibility that this is one of the hugest parts of what many 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 women struggle with and go through mm -hmm. men and men but obviously our audience is predominantly women here so i'm just talking in for women but like yeah. i i can't stress enough the amount of comp like being a business coach and a self-development coach i the questions i get asked around relationships yet are people really like investing in doing the work around healing that because when I look back at where I was like five years ago in my relationships it's only because I've done so much work and invested in so many coaches and mentors to support me through and I took ownership of the fact that I was insecure I was anxiously attached and I'm not completely free from those things now and I think it's also incredibly important that the women listening to this know that I still go through my thing you still go through your yeah. stuff just because we're coaches doesn't mean that we don't um, and, you know, I did a workshop recently myself and it, we, I, I went into it like, hey, look, I don't know who I am to be doing this around relationships <laughs> and owning being single. But here I am because how far I have got is way, 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 way further than where I'd ever been before. So mm -hmm. I literally think that what you're doing is insane. And I've guys, I've actually seen the program, you know, I've looked through the content and it's absolutely amazing. And it's, it's very affordably priced as well. So mm -hmm. uh, please go and check out Carly. Her Instagram is at Carly.an underscore, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, website is www.carly-an.co.uk and it's Anne without the E. Yes. It is. I'm sure she will be more than happy for you guys to slide into her DMs. I know that she's got some other exciting launches coming soon. Um, but how can any of these women also, like, if it's not your program, kind of get involved in your work and what you do? Honestly, I think just 
like you said, just slide into my DMs, go and watch all the videos that I watch. I'm constantly recommending, um, that I film, I'm constantly recommending books, resources, things like that. Just keep learning about these things um, and just ask, like yeah. just what, what do you, what do you need? Yeah, amazing. Asking about what you need, you know, start with I think, me. I think we all need to get better at asking, like, where are you, where's your head at? What do you need? You know, right early on in those early conversations, like, are you looking for a relationship? Do you want children? Like, instead of getting seven or eight months, I can't tell you how many times I've got seven or eight months down the line and been like, and they're like, well, I never wanted a relationship. And I'm like, uh, you probably should have asked that right at the beginning, you know? And yes, right. it was scary at the beginning. And no, I didn't waste eight months being with them because there's always lessons to be learned and experience to be had. But had I wish I'd asked them? Yes, because I wouldn't have put so much expectation on the outcome. Yeah. And we're not talking necessarily about the past now. We're talking about changing your future, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's using that. We're not trying to regret anything. It's just yeah. how can we now use that for the future? Get into the future. You're so, yeah, so powerful. I think there's been so many amazing nuggets here. And I think we better leave it there before we <laughs> you could talk to town. And I'm sure there'll be many, many more. Um, and hopefully you will be launching your very own podcast soon. Yes. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. Um, and guys, if you have any questions around anything we've spoken about today, then reach out to Carly because she'll get back to you. Um, and she is much better suited to answering these questions than I am. Um, so go and head over there. But thank you so much, Carly. Thank you. You're amazing. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, love. <laughs> You have been listening to the Get Lit with Becky Rabin podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please don't forget to head to beckyrabin.com to access all of my blogs and free downloads. And for all business owners, head to getlitinc.co.uk to access all of our online workshops, bundles and courses to help you grow your business. In the meantime, please do rate and review our podcast so that we can keep bringing you more motivation motivational litness. Thank you so much again for listening. Go and get lit, hun. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.